Hello listeners, welcome into episode 232 of Keith's Craft I'm Louise and today I've got a leather with a just. Oh, it goes up. Change. What's crap? Library section and the lockdown letters. And me, 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 section. So get your cup of tea. Or your dram. Or possibly your ivy drip. Hopefully not. And your Saturday night fever strutting down that street. Our new music. Oh yeah, you and the bus. Pop your head. Tap your head. You and the car. Tap that one. Wheel. Are you walking down the street? Oh, you strut your funky stuff now. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. We love you. Oh, yeah. The world is taking out your way. Oh, big link. <laughs> well, we're on the same track. Right. <laughs> I got some new uh, funky music there. <laughs> it was going to be sunshine but then i like that one better i hope you were wearing your strut as you strutted down the street maybe to work and previously you were a little bit tired like i was this morning but this maybe has invigorated you and you're like oh cool in fact you a bit more i was just thinking i was you're so cool Oh yeah, you're awake now. <laughs> On that note, what was I talking about? Adjust! Welcome to my phone. This is the second time I've recorded this, listeners. It was really good as well, but I was using my phone and I got a, a notification and I wasn't sure if you could hear the notification. I thought, oh no. And then sometimes there's conversations going on, like family group WhatsApps and stuff and... Um, I didn't want it to start going bing, bing, bing. So I paused it to turn it off and then lost it. I don't know where I went. I was, oh no. So this will serve me now, right, for not using the laptop. But there is a reason I'm not using the laptop. Because my laptop died. Daisy has been using it. it was, well, it is about nine or ten years old. Or it was. Rest in peace, laptop. You did me well. And Daisy had been using it for playing Sims. She really likes Sims. It's the way she, her brain goes. Um, it's graphic designing and interior designing. And she can see the way a concept of a house would be where things should fit. And I can't wait for her to be old enough to design me a new kitchen or bathroom. It'd be great. In fact, I should maybe suggest that she does that for me. And then somebody else can pay for it. It would be lovely. So she'd been using Sims quite a lot and this laptop was chunking around and chunking around and then one day she went, well, what? It's smoking. Ah, turn it off. So we turned it off. Nothing went on fire, but it eh, never turned back on. So you shall never hear the fan noise of that old laptop on the podcast again. Rest in peace, laptop. So here is your health and safety warning. If you have smoke coming out your laptop, turn it off. If you have an older laptop, 
update your photographs to your hard drives or somewhere safe. Um, I have now got them all off my old laptop. I've got a lovely friend who is good with computers and he plugged it in. I paid him an eggs. I've now got all my photographs, my precious, precious photographs. It's all the time since I think Disneyland when Daisy was three up until last year. Also, no, that's a lie. I hadn't downloaded my photographs to it for a year and a half anyway, so that was, it was a few years anyway. The idea was always to make some photograph books like I did when I went to America with Mum, and yeah, I've not quite gotten round to them yet, but I miss photographs in the fact that um, photograph albums and I know that they kind of sit in a box but it's so much fun when you go back through the box because I never go back through the hard drive really but I do sometimes go through the photograph books or the photograph albums and <laughs> the, the youth of today they will never know the feeling of you've taken your 24 pictures 36 if you were feeling flush. You've put your spool of film into either the chemist or you sent it off to Kodak. It's come back and you, there is nothing like the anticipation of opening that envelope of photographs to find that only five of them were any good. <laughs> the feeling of disappointment is just excruciating. But it's also lovely to see these photographs because in years back afterwards you like oh I didn't really like the photograph just now of when I was in Switzerland to show you on Instagram oh I must write something down uh prima I've got notes but I'm off them just now <laughs> I'm off it so I'm talking about adjusting so I'm adjusting to using the phone on this app um well I'm not actually I'm adjusting to using my earphones on this phone that I can't use because the phone's quite new. It's an Android. It's not an iPhone. And part of this is laziness, as in I can't be bothered looking it up how it works. And part of it is because I don't find it as intuitive as the iPhone was. And it's kind of frustrating in that respect. So Richard and I have got the same type. It's a Samsung Galaxy something. So you don't even know what it is. <laughs> Because I don't care. Um, and it's got a good camera. I think. But it also has lots of things that aren't quite as easy to work out. Like notifications and they make noises and stuff. So, um, I'm adjusting to that. It's a very long seven minute convoluted way of telling you that. Now for the blather. Adjust. Alter or move slightly in order to achieve desired fit, appearance or result. Here we've kind of come out of lockdown pretty much and we are adjusting back to, well we're not going back to normal. We're using a change of language, we're adjusting, we're going to a better place or we like to think we are because I personally see the UK in a really horrible place right now for the fact that we're ruled by people who are just trying to make their friends richer and they're not doing a very good job of the pandemic and they're just not being held to account. So the end of line of duty, 
I thought was extremely timely what he said. I'm not spoiling any more of it, but it, um, the the last phrase that Ted Hastings actually says, I think, is pretty much sums up what is happening in the world just now in UK. However, I didn't feel that life is particularly friendly or equity to a huge level of society in the UK. So I don't want to go back to that. I think that we should adjust to a better place. Now, in life just now, we're adjusting to different COVID rules. We're adjusting to, say, going to a cafe that we haven't been to before. We have to do track and trace. And we don't know what to do. I went to uh, the Harbour Cafe in Wick. Hadn't been since before the first lockdown. And I hadn't got a clue what to do. Walked in the wrong door. And I did say to her, I'm really sorry, I don't know where to go. And she said, so it's in here. And I was like, okay, um, I've not been here since... Because I hadn't actually opened up much, but I then realised I hadn't been in the last time that it was open. Um, I said, I'm sorry, I just don't know what to do. So they were very kind. It was later in the afternoon and they were doing the track and trace and where the hand sanitizer was. You stand up, you put your mask on, you sit down, you take your mask off. And I just felt awkward, I felt nervous. But then when she gave me my cafe latte, a cafe latte from a machine made by somebody else. It was, oh, I could go one of them right now. I really miss just going to a cafe. And I was with my mum, so it was lovely. Company was always good when you're with my, your mum. And it was, it, it, it kind of, it was taken off the edge of it, it being such, it wasn't normal because there was, there was, Things completely different in the cafe that felt familiar but not familiar. So I find myself adjusting and now I'm a little bit more confident going back in. But I know what it's like to go back to the office. Um, I've been back in my office since February. And if you haven't seen people for a while, you have to re-people yourself. You have to adjust to mentally and physically um, being around, around people. And it can be quite exhausting at first and quite, it might put you off, but after a while, you, it's really good to have that people interaction of just talking a bit of nonsense or your daily routine and sharing a little bit more about things, you know, line of duty, did you see it last night? And you kind of miss that when you don't kind of go back and forward to like your place of work. You know, it's that little interactions with humans that I certainly was lacking when it was in lockdown. So you might be adjusting to going there or you might be adjusting to life without one of your loved ones. They might have passed away um, and for that we send you a big hug. It can be hard, it can be awkward, you can be nervous and Instead of thinking about, oh, it's a big change, I'm just thinking about adjust. Because as crafters, we often adjust garments to fit our body shape. Because none of us, or very, 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 very few of us, are exactly the same height, width, arm length, leg length, hip width as the next person. Statistically, we all kind of average out, but average is not you. You are unique. You are special. 
I love you. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's like a bit He's very unique. <laughs> Even though he had six brothers and sisters, he's very, very unique. <laughs> oh, sorry, listeners, you're still here. Um, you are special too. You have your own iris. You look in the mirror and just look at that iris. Is that not just the most beautiful thing ever? It's ever so slightly different speckled than the person sitting next to you, even in the same family. It's got different shades. It's just so unique that it's like your fingerprint. Nobody else has got one exactly the same as you. Or if you're hard of sight and you can't see your irises, believe me, they are absolutely beautiful. You can feel your hands. Your hands are just beautiful. And you will have a such more superior sense of touch than I ever will. So, as crafters, we would adjust, not without thinking, some of us struggle to adjust things properly, but we know that it, the concept is there, and to make it flatter the way that our body is, we adjust in the places that it needs to be adjusted. Um, what have I got? So, nip it, talk it. Love it. I almost sound like Daft Punk there. I forgot to put some more music back on. So think about crafty measures for adjusting to life as we carry on through the next part of this pandemic as we get out of it. We adjust. Division. Right, what's crack? Um, you on Instagram might have seen my Prima stories. Oh, back in the day, if I can still get them now. Prima magazine uh, started in 1986 and my mum has been given a bit of tidy things up in her house. I'm not sure where she's going, but she keeps, she keeps coming out with things. I don't know where she's tidying up, but she gave me, or she had out, a massive pile of Prima magazines. And she says, um, can you, I don't remember, she says, can you help me put these in the recycling or do you have a look at them? And I went, so I just flicked through and I said, like, oh, they've all got knitting, mag- knitting patterns in them. I'll just take them and have a flick through because I know that you can, they've got knitting, there's crochet and there's um, sewing patterns in there as well. In fact, I was like, oh, I've got a pattern from 2012 from Prima. And um, so this was no different back in 1987. I first one is February, I think, 1987. And I remember my auntie getting it and then my cousin going on about it and then my mum getting them. And um, I'm thinking that my dad must have had a good job in 1987 because A, my mum could afford to buy him a magazine once a month subscription. And it had her name written on it, so she must have had it back at the <laughs> camp's news agent. Oh. Anyway, um, so I thought, oh, I'm going to, I had a wee look through it, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. 
and it was 1987 things and this was back before mobile phones back before computers way back so i thought oh i'm gonna share this so i thought oh best thing to do instagram story but i never saved the first two sorry but i have saved uh the most recent one that i've done <laughs> so i've done february 87 may 87 and july 87 don't know where the other ones went to maybe 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 mum saved up or maybe i don't know anyway so there's like adverts for well the one that remind thinks out the most is a cigarette advert on the very back page <laughs> can't do that now thankfully um and then there's adverts for diet coke there's the old diet coke tin from 1987 um sauce saracen's vinegar hasn't changed a bit aerial washing powder is still quite similar uh, but the the appliances like there's a hoover an actual hoover hoover not just a vacuum cleaner but the hoover vacuum cleaner <laughs> daisy went that's a hoover i was like yeah, and that would have been a brand spanking fancy new one that people would aspire to be buying in Mendes. So it's actually quite a good time capsule. So I thought, oh, I'm going to share this. And then the knitting patterns and the fashion pages. And it, it, it's, it's interesting. So I'm hoping that you're enjoying seeing the differences or remembering things if you're even my age or slightly below or even older. And comparing and contrasting because some of the fashion has come round again some of the fashion should never come round again some of the stuff is outdated um there's certain medical thoughts in there um that i won't be sharing on it but there was one about autism and i was like that is not correct um it's horrendous i'm not even going to go there so thankfully we have moved on a lot in whatever time it was 30 years <laughs> i'm never gonna make math straight away so if you fancy a bit of a um a bit of entertainment i think is go to my instagram a profile page and on the shared photograph shared stories i've got one and it's um prima july 87 now i was actually in switzerland that summer not, not the whole time, just for two weeks. In fact, maybe 10 days, I can't remember now. But I went with the Girl Guides of WIC and we went to our chalet, which is a Girl Guide house, institution place in Switzerland. And we stayed in a place called Lays Inn and we went all the way there and back again on a bus. And this bus was posh because it had a telly and a video and a toilet and we were full of girls and mums and aunties and leaders and we were all assigned a mum to look after and my mum was Kirsten's mum <laughs> my mum didn't go and Kirsten's mum's fluent in French I think she was pretty good in German as well so we traveled the length of the country I remember stopping at Stirling and I remember driving past Glasgow and through the night and going oh there's Glasgow because oh, I'd never ever been to Glasgow back then. I was in, I was 12. Yeah, I was 12. So then we stopped somewhere down the M6 and then we stopped at uh, Dover and we got the ferry over. 
and then we went to Montremart. I think it was Montremart. Montpellier, Montremart. I can't remember. It's the other side of Paris. Stayed there overnight and had French food. But I remember it was <laughs> distinctly. It was a boiled egg and mayonnaise. I don't remember what the actual name of the meal was. Probably egg, eggs, hollandaise, or something like that. But I remember being not impressed. But I did like their French bread. And I think we got coke. And then we walked down some, what I thought was Parisian streets, but technically wasn't. So we were slightly outside. And we had to carry our suitcases, or we had to have overnight bags, up about four stories high in this rickety old hotel. And then we went to Switzerland, and we drove all the way around Switzerland. We went to all sorts of places. Um, the highlight, obviously, of going to the, our chalet. I've still got the um, Swiss Army knife that we, I bought back then. And it, it was such a happy time. I would never, ever have managed to do that without the girl guides. And then on the way back, we were staying in Paris that night on our way back and um, we sort of did a bus tour of the streets of Paris where we drove past um, the museums and the fancy uh, places. Oh, and we did a boat tour on the Seine. At night time we had our tea on the boat and we went past the Notre Dame, I remember that. And we just, all, we just pulled over because <laughs> you could do this in 1987. We just stopped beside the Eiffel Tower and uh, Curtin's mum, who was Mrs Oliver, at the, she was a French teacher at high school, scuttled over to the ticket desk and asked if we could possibly get 30 girl guides and their leaders into and up the Eiffel Tower. Wee oui, wee, oui. so off we went. So I've been up the Eiffel Tower and this was purely, it wasn't supposed to happen, it was just purely on a go and see if they, they will do it. And it really helps when you've got somebody that speaks for it fluent French. So that's what we did. So stick in with your languages, children. And um, it was such an amazing holiday that gave me so much culture. I didn't even realise that I had until after I grew up and other people hadn't done it. And I do remember being lucky at the time. Um, we had lots of fundraisers to go over and we probably did things in the cheap mixed and youth hostel type places and stuff. But I just... It was such a good time and such an amazing... Oh, and when we were in Lausanne, they had a music festival. There was sheet thunder and lightning. And it was Marillion that was playing. And I would never have heard them otherwise. So it was just all these little coincidences that happened to be a really, really cool, amazing holiday that I can still go on about now. So the fact that I'm reading a magazine from July 1987 is kind of great. It's brought all this back. So you see, it hasn't just had me and you lot chatting on Instagram. It's also made me remember what an amazing time I had in July 1987 and why. So anyway, that's my Prima magazine interest. You should, you need to go just look at the um, the haircuts <laughs> and the knitting patterns. Some of them are horrendous. And some of them are actually still really quite cool. They seem to have kind of like a baby is really good. Baby stuff, absolutely beautiful. I don't think baby stuff kind of dates as such. I think it's like classic. And the adult stuff is kind of of its time. Some of it's classic, some of it's big shoulder pads. Please don't do that ever. It's awful. It all seems to be pieced. Nothing seems to be in the round. But, you know, 
I mean, the kids, oh, I just feel sorry for us. I was 12, so I was kind of past a lot of that. But, oh, the little bernies in this, I just, oh, just feel, I'm just hoping that they're all grown up and they're not traumatised by what their parents made them wear in magazines. <laughs> they probably didn't care. They probably got lots of money for being models, but, you know. Anyway, moving on to other memories. Uh, this weekend would have been, if I was having it, which I wouldn't, but uh, the retreat weekend for me in John O'Groats. <laughs> I know. So, I thought I'll just have a quick come away with me in your head. Well, come on, you've travelled up to John O'Groats and it's the most northerly village of mainland Scotland. And it's kind of milky grey. <laughs> but traditionally the sun has come out and all but two or three days of my retreats and all the years I had them, it was sunshine. So I'm hoping that we have a nice weekend this weekend because Sandy's doing Duke of Edinburgh stuff and that'll be handy. So the puffins are there now, allegedly. I've not seen them, but um, they have been seen by lots of other people. We had orcas the other day and I didn't see them. I saw the people looking at them, but I didn't see them. And there's lots of um, lambs and calves and spring is definitely sprung. It's still cold, but you know, you like that because it's good enough to wear the woolies comfortably. We'll all meet, we'll hug. In this memory, we're going to hug. And we'll talk. I, th I think you're going to struggle getting a word in Israel with me, though. Well, you'll unpack. We'll get the knitting out, the spinning wheel, the weaving, the loom, the crochet, the sewing, embroidery. Oh, just all the craft stuff. And um, my favourite bit is always the first night of getting to know you all. When we share our skills and we work in our show and tales, we relax, we enjoy each other's company. We have Ella's lasagna. Miss Ella's lasagna. I actually miss Ella as well. <laughs> I actually miss Ella more than the lasagna, but I really miss her lasagna, so that tells you how much I'd miss Ella. I got a letter from her. Oh, so nice. I sent her one back too. So, oh, and I'll tell you who else I miss. Nick from Yarns from the Plain, Scotch Tweeds Angela and TJ Frog, and we can buy stuff from them and that makes their businesses go well and it makes us happy. It fills up our stash and, oh, it's just lovely. We'd share patterns. We'd top up our queue for patterns that we're going to make. We'll taste whiskey. Or if you don't taste whiskey, there's lots of other stuff up here that you can eat and drink. We can have workshops of new skills that I would need to think up. We, I've got one breathe about. Oh, no, we'd breathe. We'd have to breathe. Breathe in and talk more. <laughs> All the talking. Not that I'm actually going to have any more retreats anytime soon, but I do miss it. <sighs> I miss you guys. I actually miss the people and I miss the whole fun of going. So I adjust. I have adjusted, actually, because I wouldn't have had it anyway because working. But... Um, I can still miss it. It's that's allowed. You can still miss things when we've adjusted. You know that, right? Uh, moving on. It's a really cool pattern, uh, and it's a hoodie jumper. And this is by Mama's Teddy Bear, and it's called the Center Point Popover. Uh, Twinsy Ellen uh, put it on Instagram. I saw she's knitting now. Oh, so follows the link back in the pattern on Instagram, and this is by Mama's Teddy Bear. And 
it's really quite cool. You start it in the center of the back and you're on four double double needles, double pointed needles. I always wonder what does DPN stand for? That'd be a good pub quiz question. Um <laughs> so you start and it's like you're making a pie shawl, but you're not. Uh and it kind of ends up being a square. And then you've got um it's quite clever how the front you don't do the top triangles which is where your neck would be and then on the back you would have the hoodie and it's a kind of interesting shape as well and then you sew it together and then knit down for arms i just thought oh, i really like that so that would be cool so i'm waiting to see how ellen's turns out she finished a cardigan looked immensely awesome I think she says it took her two years and I'm thinking yeah I've got a cardigan like that <laughs> so well done Ellen you have finished I'm impressed oh my earphone is falling out my ear hopefully you're not making too much I'm not making too much noise when I'm putting it back in um but I could see Daisy wearing this center point popover it looks really quite cool and hopefully some of you guys would try them too I was going to podcast a couple of weeks ago, but I got the phone call. This is the way we're doing it around where I live. It was the surgery, doctor surgery. Hello, and because I've been waiting to hear from you. Well, he didn't say Miss Moneypenny because Richard answered the phone. And it was for our first COVID jab. And it knocked me for six that weekend. Um, so, but apart from wishing that I had in some ready meals... <laughs> I'd do it again in a heartbeat. I took along some stickers because we never got stickers. We never got little cards or nothing. We just got <laughs> Richard Louise, yeah. And we were we did a drive-by stabbing. Um, we went up to the local surgery because there's two surgeries that are linked up here. And we went to one and we had to drive in and find the window down. And she basically stabbed us in the arm. So I was saying, here, here's my arm. Stab me here. I really want to draw on a bullseye or a big arrow, but I thought better not. And then I gave Richard a sticker. I was brave today. And I gave uh, the lovely nurse, who's my normal nurse for doing all these kinds of things, uh, she has stickers of super helpers. <laughs> she seemed to be delighted. Because we were all like so happy and then we were shouting at other people that we knew. It's absolute carnage. Um, the whole village was just carnage with people coming and going. But um, we, I think we feel like we're adjusting to getting towards a better place. So we've got six to eight weeks now left to with the second dose. And I hope that you are all steadily getting yours, your first and second vaccinations. And let's adjust ourselves out of this. really do with like a mute button so I could call for th clear my throat a bit easier without having to let you listen wouldn't it <sighs> anyway listeners right lockdown letters um everybody barring one person has been paired up with one or more persons so I hope that you are enjoying uh sending and receiving letters um I have a plan to pair up that person today I just need to turn on Richard's now mine laptop 
He's got three laptops right now. <laughs> one's his old one, one's his newer one, and his other one's this little pity thing that his work gave him, which is just... <laughs> it's almost the size of a Chromebook. <laughs> Daisy and Sandra are like, mm, your laptop's not, it's not even good as mine. <laughs> My Chromebook's really good. Because all the children in Highlands from primary six upwards, I think. I can't remember now. But all children in Highlands secondary get a Chromebook. And I think it's all children uh, either primary six or primary seven. They all get a Chromebook. And it is such a, a equitable thing, I think. And it helped, really, really helped during lockdown because they all had their Chromebooks. It was just the internet thing we had problems with. <laughs> anyway, if you have my address from previous past and you'd like a reply, then please feel free to write. I got one from Ella and it just, I was like, oh, I'm going write back to Ella. Oh, because I did think about writing to Ella, but then I thought, oh, she never signed up for it. Maybe I better not. But um, I, I know I'll probably end up with lots of people writing to but you know what? really nice and Miss Louise I know I owe you a letter because then I get to say things like that and I got the most beautifully written letter oh, she's got lovely writing I, that's the only thing I don't like about it is my, my written's scrappy but I tell everybody as I start and this this actually uses up a bit of space in your letter you see um, I ripped my thumb open and uh, broke or ripped open the tendon mm, 2000 so it's it doesn't bend properly and my thumb gets quite tired quite quickly when I'm writing out longhand and I I start doing spell mistakes because my thumb is just going for the easiest option <laughs> so my writing can be a bit awful but Monica's writing was beautiful I really enjoyed reading it and I sent mine back too if you're listening Monica see not everybody that signed up for this actually listens because I get some Instagram followers that don't listen I get some listeners, obviously, that are not on Instagram. So, just however social media you feel like. Um, if you still wish to sign up for Lockdown Letters, or I suppose it's just letters now, then I still have the link on the show notes. Um, so, please just pop yourself down on there and you put down how many people you would like to write to and where you want to write to and where you are from. And then I can pair you up or treble you up or quadruple you up as is so if you don't then hear from me within a fortnight uh, please ping me a message on your social media platform of choice maybe I should change the name from lockdown letters I'll have to think up another alliteration <laughs> library corner uh, this is normally at the end, but um, I listened to A Rage in Harlem by Chester Hines, which was excellent. And it was um, read out by Samuel L. Jackson, which made it even more excellent. It's quite a good story, but I think he made it for me. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, now I'm mm, not nearly finished. I've got about an hour and a half to go of Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, which... It's actually excellent too. It's excellent in a different way. Um, it's one of them stories I thought I knew the story of and I actually don't. So it's it's quite good to hear the original and obviously a lot of the stuff 
that have been written after it has been based on it. And sometimes when you've not read the original and then you, you've watched or listened to stuff that is based or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inherent, no, inherent is enhanced. Oh, listeners, what's the word? Uh, you know, like a lot of people, oh, influenced, that's the word. I was going to say, you know, the Beatles, they influence a lot of people. Well, there you go. You know, stuff that gets influenced by Frankenstein and then when you actually watch the original, you're like, oh, I've seen this before. But that's because it was the start or started a lot of it. Uh, because Dracula was influenced by Frankenstein, as I read when I was looking up the um, the different choices that you could get on Audible. I was kicking myself because we'd listened to Dracula quite recently and some of the options on Audible was you got two for one. And... Um, it was Dracula and Frankenstein. I was like, oh, I could have half swooned myself and Frankenstein myself. So it's, uh, I don't remember this story, but it's actually, it's quite, it pulls you in and it holds you for quite a while. Then it shifts slightly and then it pulls you in and holds you quite a while and Biffle started to woof a little bit. So hopefully he's not going to go too loud. Oh, I wish this thing had a mute button. Anyway, so... I've been listening to that when I've been gardening and also doing housework. I need to go and water my polytunnel today. Um, well, I've got lots of stuff in my polytunnel. If it had been a nice day, I'd love to have recorded it out there, but it's quite breezy and it wouldn't have... I would have been freezing. <laughs> so, we're in the quick kitchen. You can hear the fridge and occasionally the dog. So, anyway... Uh, I recommend both of these, Rage and Harmlin and Frankenstein. Right, me, me, me section. Finally, I'm going to talk about knitting. <laughs> For a crafty, nitty um, uh, podcast, I haven't really done an awful lot of talking about it, have I? Eh... Uh, but the thing I'm not actually going to talk about an awful lot either today, I'm sorry. I haven't really been doing an awful lot of craft. Um, I did do a little bit more on my Severine Cardigan by Vanessa Smith. I think maybe that's a sticking point. It's quite a intense pattern and I feel like I should just work on it. But I don't... I don't like... Oh, just sitting on that. I kind of... I like the thought of doing it when I'm elsewhere. Like, I'm at work, oh, I really like knitting that. Or if I'm gardening, I really like to knit on that. But when I'm actually sitting beside it, it just seems effort. And um, I wish I knew what it was, listeners. I haven't done anything on the vanilla salt for Richard. I need to try on his foot. And he is actually in Shetland for a few days this week working. And he's been before, but he's like, oh, all the shops are shut now to get you out. Uh, Crafty present. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then he says, do you want to go with him, with me? And I'm like, oh, I'd rather go with everybody in the Shetland Wool Week, to be perfectly honest, but I didn't tell him that. So, um, it's actually quite, it's really, it's expensive to get to, and it's quite awkward for us to get to from here, which is a bit weird, because we're quite the closest to the mainland Scotland to it. Uh, we have to go through Orkney or all the way down to Aberdeen. There's no directness from Keithness. So the way his company is just now, um, the company that he's working for over there, 
they have to get tested on Friday, tested again in Aberdeen on the Monday before they go onto the flight out. You don't have to get tested to come back, but they've got really, really, really low um, rate up there. And last year they had quite a spike because of people coming on and not being having this sort of testing part beforehand. So it's absolutely understandable that they want to keep it that because I think that they're even in level one. Lucky people. I think we're level two just now. And heading towards level one, which would be nice. So he's over there looking at all the crafty stuff that I'd love to go to. And lovely Louise told me the places or suggested some places that he could eat. Um, It was very kind of her because I know it's like when you go somewhere and you're like, oh, oh, that looks really nice. And then you go and it's really not. So local knowledge is always very good. But because he's away, there's a reason. I haven't tried on his vanilla sock and I need to put it on his foot and I think it's a bit loose. As well as this, it's because of doing a bigger number of stitches than I would do for my foot because he's got obviously bigger feet. And I'm saying obviously, it's not obvious to you, you don't know how big he is. He's bigger than me, he's your bigger feet than me. But... um. He's very good at giving me his feet to try them on, but a lot of the time that's why I don't knit because his feet are there. Still my feet. No, I'd rather knit for them. Right. Or the dog. The dog was sitting on me earlier and I was... <laughs> they like to be on me. I must be just this magnet. Mums are magnets. Especially when they go to the toilet. They all want you when you go to the toilet. Even when they're 15, they want you when you go to the toilet. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it ever changes. Anyway, um, I, did, I have been knitting, but uh, to, to me it's not exciting knitting, but it's kind of knitting. <laughs> right, I'm knitting a baby jumper by Debbie Bliss. And it's a very basic rectangle for the front, rectangle for the back, and tapered arms. I've knitted quite a lot of many times before. It's really simple. And it knits quite fast using double knit. Um, but I couldn't find size four and a half needles and then I couldn't find size five needles. I went upstairs, I came back downstairs with size four and I was like, oh, I've not used my bamboo needles in a long time. Straights. I couldn't find size fours um, in the rounds. They must be in a knitting bag somewhere. In fact, I think they are upstairs. Oh, that's where they are, listeners. What did you tell me? She told me earlier. I went upstairs. I came back downstairs with size four. I read the pattern again. Cast on with four and a half. Oh, goes back upstairs. In the meantime, Richard's having an online training module. And this woman's voice was very loud. I don't know why he didn't have earphones on. But this woman's voice was really loud. She was quite good. I was enjoying listening to it. But couldn't get over how loud she was. I was quite impressed because my computer won't make it that noisy. So, um, right, what was that? So goes upstairs for size four and a half. Da, 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 da. Comes out downstairs, cast on, and then it says change to size five millimeter needle. I'm like, oh, I thought I had them. Why didn't I read this properly? So goes back upstairs and comes back downstairs with size at five, and they're both straights. There was three sets of straight needles, long pins, and they're really heavy. So whilst it's quite good for poking at the dog because he's sitting too close on on top of me, and or you can use one of them and flick his ear which is really irritating to him <laughs> I think it's hilarious. 
much. <clears throat> so, um, uh, I wish I found my proper sized circulars. Um, and because I hadn't been knitting for quite a while, my muscles and my wrists and hands were telling me that I hadn't done it for a while. I didn't overdo it, but um, I have to kind of limit myself because it is a form of exercise using tiny little, tiny little movements of your hands and your wrists. So the more you build it up, um, the stronger the theory that your arms, wrists and your shoulders and your hands would be. But you've really got to watch for your wrists for RSI listeners, so that's your other health and safety today. I'm basically using stashed yarn and I'm using stripes because I didn't think I had enough of the one colour. I'm not telling you what colour it is because of, yeah, reasons. <laughs> not very exciting. So I've done the front, I've done the back, I really quite like it. Um, and I'm on the first arm. And it's an increase every fifth row or sixth row, and the um, marker fell off. <laughs> so I don't know where I am <laughs> in the number of rows. I've got I've been marking them down um, on a well the ball band of the yarn actually, so I'll be able to work it out. But I had it at work. I forgot to take it to work yesterday, and then I took it to work today. But um, I never quite got round to knitting any of it because I looked and I went, oh, I don't know where I am. And then we got distracted talking about something else. So um, I'm sitting looking at it at the end of the table. I think it's because I had to think if I could just knit, it's not too bad. You can just pick up knit and put it down. Put it down. So for all you guys that are doing lace or intricate, oh, you're so awesome. I need to adjust back to that. Um... I'm enjoying it though. I'm, I really enjoyed how when you do a striped jumper, it seems to grow quite quickly because you're like, oh, I've done five rows of this colour and I'm five rows of that colour and I'm five rows of this colour and another five rows of that colour. Look at this. Ooh. And then as well as that, because you're doing the front and the back the same, I was like, oh, I've got five rows of this colour. So I've got another row, two rows to, two lots of rows to go. That's cool. Right. And it just seemed to go a lot quicker. Maybe that's what I should just spend my time doing now is knitting baby jumpers. <laughs> Not the arms. You can just have bare cold little arms. Oh, that'd be sad. I don't want them to have bare cold little arms. Anyway, so I was enjoying that. And recently I had a sewing day with mum. I can't remember if I told you this or not. But we cut out and sewed together mostly a skirt for me for work for with the Guardians of Scotland Tartan from Scotch Tweed. It's beautiful. It's lovely to work with and it's beautiful colours. And actually just now I can't wait to wear it. But oh and it's also lined um in a purple purple lining. Somebody gave me a bag of of cups of materials. Somebody else for, had handed to her and she's like, Will you use these? And there was a bag of patterns as well. Some of which included wedding dresses. <laughs> I'm never making a wedding dress. However, um, and I'm thinking, oh, I could use that for lighting the fire. It's great paper. <laughs> but then I thought, oh, I'll keep it because I don't know why I'm keeping it. Maybe I should just use it for fire. Unless anybody wants a wedding dress pattern. <laughs> but the, start, the skirt, some of the skirts, I was like, oh, a two-hour skirt? Guaranteed to make this in two hours. I'm like, guy, right? I'm going to Instagram the me not making this in two hours because 
I've never made anything in two hours like that. <laughs> False advertising. However, it'll be fun finding out, won't it, listeners, when I get round to it. So I'd opened it up and then realised that she'd already cut it out. And uh, I'm not a size 10. <laughs> but then somebody at work suggested, well, you just put on the extra bit. And I felt really stupid. I was like, oh, of course, yes. <laughs> so I've kept them. I've not used them for light and fire. Although a size 10 skirt, there's not going to be an awful lot of pattern paper in that, is there? More wedding dress. You want wedding dress pattern paper? Oh, I know that. Boom. We could warm up me with that. Um, <laughs> so I've got to the zip part in my turn skirt, but I don't have a short zip yet. Um, I remember telling you that last episode. But I'm wearing a skirt that I made quite a long time ago. It's a tweed, grey tweed. And um, the slit at the bottom, well, it's in pieces and it's not a slit actually, but it's going to turn into one soon. I need to get the needle and thread and sew it properly because it's coming to bits, which isn't good. And also the zip is coming off slightly as well. But I've worn it three times now knowing this and I should really take it off and put it upstairs with the ironing that I need to do as well for work. <laughs> yeah. So I've mostly been gardening um, and not knitting. However, I've been thinking about it. So listeners, I really enjoy looking at your stuff on Instagram. Um, so keep on crafting. And... I'm going to steal this from my lovely friend Paula because it is a Scottish saying. I think it's an Irish saying as well, but haste you back. And um, thank you for listening. I'm going to leave you with strutting because it's good to leave on a high note. Back on my phone again. Right, take care, uh, keep it private and boost you back.